And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. Uh, real quick, before we get the show started, I always have to give my little uh, spiel here on what I do. And uh, for you guys who don't know, I am part of the JRG, which is the Jevning Research Group. Uh, it's a Bigfoot group here in the United States. And we have teams in Washington State, New York State, Ohio, Michigan, Tennessee, Baltimore, well, Maryland, uh, California, Oregon, uh, Oklahoma, and of course here in Texas. There's probably a couple of other states I'm missing. Uh, but if you guys are interested and you want to help out research, you know, we'd be more than happy to add you to the team. Um, you don't have to go out into the field. We don't require that. We don't even require you having to go out into the field once a month or you know, six times a year or whatever. You do what you can do. And uh, if that means research from behind the computer, you know, on your phone, you can find spots for us. You can find witnesses. Um, we take all walks of life, you know, and all your expertise. You know, we can use it. Uh, any advice, suggestion you guys have, we'll certainly listen to them. So if you guys are interested and you want to help out, you know, just give me a shout and, uh, you know, we'll get you started. And just hit me, uh, shoot me an email, beyond.woodline at gmail.com. And with that being said, I know you guys don't tune in to hear me talk. I've got uh, two guests, uh, Chanel. It's Chanel, right? Yep, it's Chanel. And Linda. How you doing? How you guys doing? Pretty good. That's good, good. They're from uh, Indiana Crossroads Encounters. And uh, if you guys don't mind, uh, why don't you guys just tell us how you got started into this whole crazy field that we're in. And Chanel, if you want to start, go first. Well, I've been doing this. I've been in the field for about 22 years. Um, I married my husband 20 years ago. Actually, it'll be next week. And he introduced me to some of the Virginia battlefields. Well, you know, okay. once you go to one battlefield and you start investigating, you kind of just have to go from next to the next. We lived in what they called the historic triangle where James, the original Jamestown, uh, Yorktown and Williamsburg in that area. So I investigated all of those multiple times. I was investigating almost three nights a week. Oh, wow. Solo. <laughs> so uh, that kind of got me into, you know, when as we moved around from location to location, you know, I'd purchase places like here in Indiana, we have Randolph County Asylum. Uh, I've been to Hales Bar Dam down in uh, Tennessee, almost to the very um, state line. So, uh, and a little more about myself. I am a death witch. I am a medium who uh, has, some people say visions, some people say prophecies. So that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, so, like, what was your like first validation of the paranormal? Like, okay, you were like, okay, there's something to this. There's something out there. What was your first validation? I can't say that I was born with, um, I can see when people pass. So when I was younger, I would tell my family members, you know, hey, I'm, I've seen this. And it scared my family some. And then I've just kind of, and I started seeing how they would pass. And, um, or if I can't go to funeral homes, I will tell you that. I 
it's one of those places that I'm like, oh, well, I see this person and this person. Hospitals is another one where I'm like, oh, yeah, I, there's somebody walking down the hall. There's no one walking down the hall for everybody else. So my validation is just, um, I've just always, <laughs> they've always been there for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I don't know if it's okay for me to say it, but that sounds cool. Is it cool? <laughs> um, I, after I'm 42 now, so I'm used to it. Uh -huh. Most people, they're like, oh, sounds real neat. Walk a week in my shoes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. Linda, are you, are you there? or? I think frozen? she's frozen. <laughs> she's having such a hard time tonight. Well, if you, if you can hear us, Linda, log back out and then log back in. Uh, I can see the signal strength and she's on yellow. It's green, yellow, and red. So she's on yellow. So maybe it had something to do with it too. But uh, so you mentioned um, Death Witch. What exactly is that? Okay. Um, if I'm in the presence of somebody, I can tell when, where, and why, and how they're going to die. Um, I can tell you, I know more about people's death in the presence of them than they will their entire life. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned uh, that, that you, now you said, I can't go to funeral homes and I can't go to hospitals. Does that mean you don't go? I don't go. I don't, I, I will not say I don't go. My mom had surgery today, so I will be going down and seeing her in the hospital this week. Um, it's just not like most people, you know, you go, you stop at the, um, you get a flower for someone, you take it to their room. Yeah. I want to get flowers for everybody I see. And most of the time, all the time, it's not what everybody else sees. I'll see a nurse right. sitting at a nurse's station. That's not, I know they're not, so they're actually not there, but the nurse that's getting ready to sit down in that chair doesn't know there's someone actually there. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that. Can you tell the difference? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's okay. just like a little haziness. To I mean, I, I, I talk to a spirit just like I'm sitting here talking to you, but um, there's just a little bit of a hazy or an aura different color to them. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you too about, you know, you seeing people. Do you see that everywhere or is that something that you can control? I can control it. Um, it's taken many years of practice and training. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, as I get older, I'm, I can put, when I go investigating, I put my blocks up just to see. I like to enjoy and see what my team sees on their side because it's not fair that you know I see them, I talk to them, and they're we're using equipment. It's cheating. <laughs> right, right. So. No, well, I don't think it's cheating. It's uh, like I said, it, you know, to me, it's pretty cool. It's not something that I can do or I can ever claim to be able to do. But um, like the only thing that I've ever been able to do really is number one, smell. I can like smell stuff mm -hmm. from time to time when nobody else can. And then uh, the times that my dad has been around me, I can like, feel him. If, you know, mm -hmm. I can just tell you that he's around. And a few years ago, from like 2017 to 2019, I went, I kind of went through a bad period. And he was there. He was around me that whole time and, you know, kind of watching out for me, you know. And that's, that's how I felt. I felt that he was just there kind of guiding me and making sure that, oh, yeah. you know, I got through okay, you know. 
Um, I, I always say that, you know, that everybody has a spirit guide. Um, they may not present themselves to you. You may not never know they're there, but there's someone always watching out for you. Right. Yeah. And that, I think that's, uh, that's good for people to know, you know, uh, for people to hear and to know that, that there's always someone watching out for them because I truly believe that, because, you know, like I said, he was there for me. Miss Linda, are you there? I'm here. I don't know what is like, I could probably move my other monitor up and do it that way. I, all my devices decided that they were going to, like my laptop is like, brought it up and decided <laughs> that it was going to just freeze. Like it said that the page was being unresponsive, but I know it's not my case. That's my, it's just my laptop. So. Yeah. Yeah. We can kind of see something going on. Yeah. There. That's my main laptop my main screen i see you <laughs> so can you like all my devices i actually met linda um two years ago just oh, a little wow. over two years ago it'll be two years in october okay uh, so the job so you've only been investigating for like a year correct uh yes Linda asked me to investigate the, the mystery Mercers. I can never say the Moreau house here in, or in Indiana. Um, we had known each other a few months before that. She asked me to be a guest investigator with her. Uh, Shelly and I came out and assisted. And since then we've been best friends. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Does that look okay? Because I can't see myself because where the screen is broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're fine. You can hear us. I can hear you and everything. Can you hear me? Yep, okay. sure can. Nice so oh, guy. Nice guy. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Linda? Uh, what got you into this, you know, crazy field that we're all involved in? Um, I've been into it like my whole life. I'm a medium empath, more of an empath, more than medium. Um. My very first experience, so I would have to say, was here in my hometown where I live at now, was Claypool. I thought was what was I thought was an imaginary friend. She wasn't imaginary. She stuck with me until about a little, what almost a year, just about a year before uh, after we met Chanel. Mm -hmm. Um. I've always been into the paranormal. Um, seventh grade, I'm 30 now, so whatever, however that old that I was back then, I started a what I call my paranormal binders. Um, different locations around the USA. I have done the research on them, and so more like a paranormal historian, also. So I've been into it pretty much. My whole life. <laughs> so what was like your first validation? Do you remember your first like confirmation that there's something out there? When I was my very first encounter, um, I lived up next to the graveyard here in Claypool, Indiana, where I live at now. And what well, I thought was imaginary, um, but I kind of thought something was off because when I was playing outside, I could see like people walking in the graveyard and just like one of the little girls stuck with me that's buried out there. I could take you straight to her grave. 
So, yeah, she took me to her grave and told me that's where she was buried and told me her backstory of what happened to her and everything. Yeah, see, that's that's really interesting. So, what was um, where was y'all's first investigation at together? There's a I guess you'd have to say it's the night we met. Okay. Our first yes. investigation. I can never say the woods. You're going to have to say it, Linda. <laughs> we met in the middle of, like, it was pretty funny because we were literally, like, the event that we were at, we were literally across from each other, and we didn't realize it. And I had stopped at her booth just a moment, and I said, I'm not really into buying really crystals for anybody because I've had bad experiences with them. And I said, no offense to you guys. I'm pretty sure you guys' crystals are awesome. They all look amazing. And <laughs> I went to the investigation at Okie Pinocchio. It's a um, woods, haunted woods, and a trail for horses. And after that, we kind of just clicked. And ever since then, we've been inseparable. Yep. So where is this, the, the, the Okie Pinocchio? Where, where is that? Uh, it's in Peru, Indiana. Okay. So, yeah. Because there is a famous uh, story involving the Okefenokee swamp, but I don't, I don't know. It might not be the same place. So. I am one of those people that I'm not a big <laughs> I will not go back out there because of that night. I call it the... Uh, <laughs> I just won't do it. I mean, it's not that it's not haunted, and it is. It's just it left a bad taste in my mouth. And now that it's closed, you can't go back out. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like keeping my truck intact. <laughs> I mean, when you drive out to a woods and you're, I would drive a four by four Chevy Silverado. And when my right front tire goes completely under, that's when I say, I'm not going back out. <laughs> I wasn't ready to go through a swamp at that time. It's really busy back there. Like it lot. really is. It, it takes about a half hour to get back to the location where you can get to the trails. And if you're not familiar with it, driving at night is not not something yeah. that anybody suggests doing. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I don't like going out uh, places, places I don't know at that nighttime and you know you don't know the, ro the roads and yeah it's kind of scary and we um, we spent the day we went we was at para unity in peru indiana that day um it was their third yeah it was their third event and we went last year together i am a crystal sales i do a craft booth all year long and i sell crystals uh jewelry and carving mm -hmm. and stuff and then we're going again this year so, but this year we're going at, at Crossroads, Moonlit Crystals, and Paris Sisters. So, yeah. it's going to be a little different. And I'm on the planning community, committee of, of it this year. So. so, what are some of your favorite places that you guys have investigated? Randolph um, <laughs> House holds a place in my heart, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> now, I've only investigated actively investigated since 2018 um some from 2018 back from like october 2018 forward is my active investigating but from the past i uh 
could not do it because I was not in a healthy relationship at the time and he was against it because he thought I was going to possess him or something. <laughs> um, so I haven't been to many places, but Miss Chanel and joining her team has opened me up to a lot of places. So. My favorite place, and I can't say it's a place, it's an, I used to live in Pensacola, Florida, three hours from New Orleans. Now, you have to think, a lot of the time, um, my husband's like, you know what? Go do your passion. I spent weeks traveling from plantation to plantation when he was out to sea because he was in the Navy. So I want to say I spent like six weeks traveling around Louisiana going to plantation to plantation because we've been so <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> that's what I like to do. I was about to say also, K County Jail in Warsaw, Indiana. That's one of my favorite places, too. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's that is, it is local. It's close to home, so. Do you have a certain place you like to investigate? Um, I've only done like two like official investigations when it comes to the paranormal, which one was in Mineral Wells, uh, you know, here in Texas. And then the other one, it was, uh, it was an old, uh, Civil War cemetery. I've so, been to Mineral Wells. Okay. Oh, really? Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Haunted Hill House. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty cool little place. It, nothing really crazy happened, yeah. but we had a lot of like small activities that you know that did go on and i had the cat ball go off a few times yeah okay yeah one of the guys he had this little penguin it was a little toy penguin and it had like a little clear hairs on top of his head mm -hmm. so when he touched the hair it would play music and the lights would go off oh, wow. you know? so he sat it in the room all by itself and i'm standing in the doorway and it's just going off all by itself I was the only one there, and I wasn't anywhere near it. I was at the doorway. You know, the chair was in the middle of the room. That was, yeah, but that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I'm sorry. And then, uh, you okay? I'm fine. I'm just trying to get it. Looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I had shoulder surgery on Thursday, on the first. So, trying to get comfortable in this sling is really hard to do. So. <laughs> So have you guys ever been anywhere where you got like scared, like like legit scared? Yes. <laughs> a couple times. Over and yeah. twenty year old twenty years, I can say a couple times. A couple times, yeah. Well let's hear yours, Linda. What what, what scares you? I don't get scared very often when doing it, but the most one that I've got like the one that stands out the most to me, and I was definitely scared. I'm not afraid to admit it on this one. And there's two different places. But the one that I would have to say that really jarred me was, um, I can't just dis close the name of the location. And you know what I'm talking about, Chanel. So we were at a location. It was just me and Chanel. And we were investigating because we got invited out to this place. And we were doing the Estes method. Estes method, and <laughs> so I had ear, you know, I had my headphones in, I had a blindfold on. Yeah. I'm like, I have my hands up to my ears because I can't, so I can hear. Well, I 
hear something. It was my well, you heard me, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what got me though. So like I took my earphone out and I seen somebody sitting in a chair by the door. And I yelled for Sean now. And then I looked over and there was this little like people thing and it had like a cover on it and it was raised up. And then yep. we're investigating got, the Ku Klux Klan location. Yes. And it got like, it was swinging. And I yelled for Sean now and she goes, what? I was like, did you wait, you're not, you weren't sitting in that chair just a minute ago. And she goes, no. And I was like, okay, well, did you move the thing? Because I thought she was messing with me, you know, seeing how really scared she can get me scared. Couldn't We couldn't debunk it. She wasn't tall enough to even remotely do it. I was barely tall enough to get this blocker or whatever it's called. Well, you have to keep in mind, when she says we're not tall, I am 4'10". And I'm she five, is yeah. five foot. short <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but I think another, the other time that I got scared on an investigation was at Randolph County. Um, we were at, out at the barn at Randolph County and that was fun. <laughs> it was a fun one. Um, we were, she was saying something and she said, guys, and it was me and Shelby with her. And we're, I was like, we're like, what? What's going on? And we're like, I'm like, it's okay, something's behind me, you know? Can I, I don't want to look behind me. And she goes, guys. And all of a sudden she starts moving backward. And I'm thinking it's something really behind me now. And like, she goes, I'm being pulled backwards. And I literally saw her sweater being pulled backward. And I was like, let go of her. You know, I'm freaked out because I'm like, I'm, being an empath and medium, I'm so used to them, you know, communicating in different ways. I have never actually physically gotten like that kind of type of evidence. And so it did scare me. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go back to the, you know, back into the building, check on our team, you know, our guests and everything. And I'll come back out later. And I never did come back out later. And I feel so bad because I had to lay down because my shoulder was killing me. But once we go back, I will go back out there. So it's not the first time I've been pulled off my feet, and it won't be the last. <laughs> this time you'll be like, guys. The way she was saying guys, though, it, it, it literally, I mean, it did. It, well, if I didn't tell you, because I already seen what was going to happen, if I didn't inform you, you guys were both free. Both of my girls. <laughs> Shelly's only been investigating actively. She's been interested in the paranormal her whole life. But until I formed a team with her, um, she never been into a location. So I have to, when I talk to them, I have to let them know what's going on, what I see, what's, you know. So that was my way of saying, guys, there's something. So I scared Linda, but it was pretty cool. She did actually get to see my, because uh, I was working. It was uh, 50 two degrees out that night and i had my jack my paranormal jacket on and the fact that she actually got to see it being pulled tried being pulled off of me which for me that was pretty cool for her yeah it, i mean it was a good experience don't get me wrong i mean it did scary scare me i'm not afraid to admit it you know because i like i i live by this you know all of us paranormal investigators we get scared at some point in time in an investigation and if you look at me and tell me you don't get it scared 
I'm going to look at you flat in the face and say, you're a liar. Because the paranormal was, unex, you know, unexpected. Something could happen at any point in time. And you sitting in a dark room doing an EVP session, and it's really quiet. And all of a sudden, a big bang comes out. You, you can't tell me that you're not going to jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I was telling Chanel uh, before we came on. The house I used to live in, it was we had a lot of uh, activity in that house. It was a very active house. I woke up, it was know, two or three o'clock in the morning, and I saw this big shadow figure standing next to the bed, and it scared the, the hell out of me. And I threw a kick at it, you know, <laughs> but but I, it it wasn't trying to scare me. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't like trying to like I'm gonna get you or anything. You know, <laughs> it was just standing there and. It scared me, but I don't think that it was an intentional, you know. So, yeah, you know, the paranormal can be scary. And, you know, uh, like I said, we all heard uh, walking around the house. We've heard footsteps. We've heard uh, things being moved, shower coming on, the sink in the kitchen coming on. Uh, we we all saw, I don't know if you want to call them shadow figures, because they were more like smoky, misty figures walking around. We, we all saw those kind of figures. Uh, and it was scary, but whatever was there wasn't trying to scare us, you know. It was just trying to get your attention. Hey, I'm here, by the way. Don't, you know, just right. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think uh, I think a lot of people get scared for no reason. But I'm not I blaming them want. either. Cause, I will admit that. Yeah. Um, I was younger. I will admit we all went through the whole young, you know, you get out of high school, you think you're bad, you're in college. A bunch of young girls decided to go up to uh, Lake Michigan and have a camp. So I put my blocks up, I'm all ready, you know, grab us some wine, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not gonna see anything tonight. Yeah. When I watched that, now I see that stuff every single day. I told you both that. I see it, I hear it, I feel it. I wasn't ready for sitting on the beach in my tent, going to bed, and this, my tent opens up and goes, hi! I'd been drinking, I thought I was good, and I'm like, hi! Everybody around me goes, who are you talking to? Her? I was done. <laughs> They're all like, I was like, she's not real, she's not real. I'm someone who's dealt with this all my life. I got up, I got like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm scared, I'm done. <laughs> I got in my car and drove the four hours back home. You never <laughs> told me that story. I was like, no, no more bottles of wine camping in around haunted areas. And I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I'll drink quiet, you know, but no, I will never let pull my blocks up again no <laughs> i'll make sure you don't have anything for our camping weekend how about that <laughs> but when those that tent flaps opened up and everybody's going no it's like nope i'm not seeing it no i got scared that night and i shouldn't have that's the weird, bad thing i was like i shouldn't be scared but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Something that I always say is that I think there's a lot of paranormal activity in the woods or in the forest, and people just don't know or don't think about it. 
and right away they go to like Bigfoot or any kind of other cryptid. You know, when they hear the footsteps, they hear the voices, or they hear, um, you know, stuff breaking or stuff, even stuff getting thrown at them. Right away they go, "What well, that's the Bigfoot doing that?" I think a lot of that stuff is actually a lot more paranormal than than what people think that goes on. Well, I mean, like next weekend, <clears throat> my husband's taking us, taking me to the Michigan Dunes for our wedding anniversary. I told him, I go, you know what? There's one, we can go, but there's one place I want to go because we're planning on maybe camping on the Michigan Dunes. It's like, I'm going to try this. <laughs> I go, but if I drink and that woman comes back at me again, because everybody's heard about the woman in white along the Michigan, Dune, Michigan, Indiana Dunes. I can say I've seen her a few times, but she's not scaring me this time. Leaving <laughs> my walks down. I'm ready for her. <laughs> I love you, Janelle. Oh. Out of my mouth. <laughs> I know you never know. Uh, you never. Janelle is a. She's an amazing person. She's yeah. blunt, straightforward, and you, like she said, you never know what's gonna come out of her mouth. And, and I tell you what, I see. I tell you. <laughs> I know. She told me that I was gonna have surgery before August on my shoulder. But hey, we, we we kind of altered the tents. So <laughs> that was the <a> thing. <laughs> so so Chanel, uh, do you see any of the same people? You know you, you, you know what I'm saying? Is there? I, I don't know if they follow you around, but do you just see any of the same people? You know, if that makes sense. Um. Yes, I have my entourage. You mean? <laughs> Yeah, you're on. <laughs> yeah, I've got. Um, I have my grandfather has been with me since I've been three. Uh, I told my father, I was like, okay, you know, he's going to pass away in a few days. You need to see grandpa. Well, that didn't happen. And he's been with, you know, he's like, well, you've seen me. I, I explained everything, how it was going to happen. Um, down to it's going to happen at 105 um, a.m. at 37 seconds past. Well, I see he all the time. He he comes around, comes in and out, and says hi, how you doing? And that would be, like I said, I'm 42 and I was three. Um, if I go to a certain friend's home or I'll see people along the streets. I used to work in an office across the way, just down from a cemetery. And as I would pass that cemetery, the same people, well, to me, they're people. They're always going to be people. Um, would like, as I would, they like wait for me because they knew I could see them um, at the front of the cemetery, at the gates, which for me, that was a good morning present. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some that just, they're in and out all the time. I can, uh, like right now, I have three back here chilling, and then I have Blake, my little, my familiar. If I call him little, he'll kill me. <laughs> I call Blake little. Yeah, I call Blake little. Um, Balaki. Balaki's right there. Yeah, Blake is my uh, familiar, and I told you about him. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. What about animals? Um, well, I can tell you this. Uh, everybody's like, oh, they pass on. Not all the time. Uh, like you have a, I want to say a rabbit around you. 
sometimes. Does that sound familiar? Oh, I've never had a rabbit. Well, it might not be a rabbit, but that's what I'm feeling from just being like here. Um, okay. It might be my boxer because he was very jumpy and very active dog. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, yeah. um, if, if I told my kids right now, hey, do you think he acted like a rabbit? They would probably say, yeah. He acted that like could be it. Yep. Uh, like Linda, she has a uh, German Shepherd that's with her all the time. It don't matter where Linda's at. Um, she's with her. I have uh, my mom. She has a, she's Toji, which is a, was a, oh, I cannot, I can, it, to me, this looks like a mutt, but she'll tell you it's the best uh, puppy in the world. But yeah, I grew up thinking it was real there for a while going, oh, we have a Chihuahua. No, Toji wasn't real for everybody else, but Toji was real to me. <laughs> So yeah, animals all the time. I if they had us, if I always say if they have a soul and they lived and breathed, uh, you know, they still they're still there. So my German Shepherd, uh, I miss her, but I know she's with me at all times. I had to put her down in December, uh, so she was my baby. I cried and cried. I still cry to the day. And then Michelle, yeah. you know, being the amazing. Yeah, you know, my boxer passed away in 2019, and I love that dog so much. We all loved him, and we still talk about him. I mean, I mean, every three or four days his name comes up. You know, we talk about him. You know, we talk about him. So he was such a good, good, good dog. He was so. So there's your so rabbit, because that's what I was going off of. I was like hopping. Why do I keep feeling hopping from you? So I was guessing a rabbit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he, he, you know, he, would, he would like bounce around, you know, because when he'd get happy, mm -hmm. he would bounce around. Like when we'd come home, he'd act like he hadn't seen us. You know how dogs are. Mm -hmm. They act like they hadn't seen you in six months, like you were on deployment or something, you know? That's uh, my pivot. Just walk outside and get the mail and come back inside and he's happy. Yeah, he's a good dog. Um, so, what do you guys have coming up as far as investigations? Do you have anything planned? Um, right now, I'm working with the Barbie Hotel here in. Um, the area that I'm at. Everybody knows the famous Barbie Hotel, I would think. Um, Don Gillinger, uh, all the gangsters from Chicago has come down, at one time came down. Barbie Hotel is actually my private location that I go in and I help the owner with. Uh, we'll be going to the Moreau House in September, Linda? Yeah, September 15th. And I'm going to be doing some investigating with a friend of mine, Sky, where she has a private location that she's slowly gonna be starting to opening up for a haunted B&B, Airbnb is what it's gonna be. So I'm working on with her with that one. Um, we have our live investigation this weekend at another undisclosed location. Yeah, we're gonna try something for our podcast. So that's gonna be interesting. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, tell everybody about your podcast since yeah, you brought it up. This is all Linda. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> well, I am the IT person of the group. Um, so I just out of the blue one day asked her if, I, if she wanted to do a podcast. And she was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do a podcast. Okay. You know, I said, but if you think about it, you know, offer still stands. And 
about a month or so later, she was like, do you still want to do the podcast? I said, well, yeah, let's go for it. You know, me and Shelly all do the podcast together. And I said, well, you know, that's fine, but we need to come up with the name and stuff. And she had a list of names. And she told me, she goes, here, this is what I could come up with. So, and I, Paris Sister Circle Podcast is what stood out to us. Um, it was the list of names I had for my team. <laughs> I was like, here, have the list of names I was going to use. <laughs> so we went with Paris Sister Circle Podcast. Um, now there is another Paris Sister, but it's, uh, it's called Paris Sisters. But we put the circle in there. So we've been doing it since October of last year. We've had a couple of guests, you know, some pretty amazing guests on our show. And um, <clears throat> we're not just a paranormal podcast, though. We do crystal talk and then we do paranormal history. But we also have this new segment that we're doing that's been doing pretty amazing. It's called Serial Killers Across the Ponds. Um, so we both we both research a serial killer from a different certain time period, and we both um, talk about them. But we don't do the real notes. So we don't do like H.H. H. Holmes, um, Jack the Ripper, and all of them stuff. All those guys. Miss um, Chanel over here, she can get some pretty gruesome serial killers. So show how to get away with murder. That was one of my favorite shows. Your husband look at you funny. No, he doesn't. He's like, he goes, it's you. That's good. You know, so like, so like here in Houston, I live in the area that I live in. It's called the Heights, and we had a serial killer like in the seventies that lived here in the Heights, and I had uh, a guest on. Uh, he was. He lives in the Houston area. He don't exactly live in 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 Houston itself. But when I told him I live here in the Heights, he was like, "Hey, you know, they had the uh, his name was the Candyman. That's what they called." Him. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he's like, he's like, I went to a party and I went to his house, and they had there was a party at that guy's house, and he was and he killed like a bunch of like teenage boys. Oh, and you're hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he's there hanging out with them. Yeah, I thought, oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, so. Sorry, I was reading the comment because I can't really read it on the screen when you bring it up. So, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. always looking for guests. So, if you want to come yeah. on, join us. Yep. <laughs> um, we did stop doing guests for a little bit there. Uh, it was just me and her. Um, but I think we're going to start up, but we're going to go slow this time. So, um, and we were you, we were having a guest. One to two guests every month. So I think I, I honestly think I haven't talked to her about this yet, but doing maybe one every other month. But right now I'm really into the serial killers across the pond. I mean, last night's show was so much fun. It really it was. was. <laughs> it was. I did the aqueduct uh, murder, the first serial killer of Portugal. Yeah. And then I actually found one that I could actually pronounce his name. <laughs> My thing is that England. She she doesn't do England serial killers, so oh. I I do the England serial killers. She uh, it's something with I don't know. Every time I do Eric all of our serial killers across the pond episodes that we've done so far, I've found serial killers in England. 
So she was like, I'm staying away from England. That's your thing. I said, good. That's my thing. Well, I've done Russia, Italy, and Portugal. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last night's was fun because um, the soil that I picked is actually uh, almost 200 years ago is when they he was first when he was hound. And they still have his head in a jar in the Lisbon uh, Medical Museum. So you still have to do that. <laughs> she showed me that. She showed that on the podcast last night. I was like, oh my. Oh, you had a picture? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, we try to print them off so people know, you know, kind of relate to who we're talking about. But yeah, I have a picture yeah. of his head in a jar. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, could not do anything because my dominant hand is what I the shoulder I retreat on. So I did it all off my phone. <laughs> do you guys do like paracons or do any events? Yeah. We're doing this year. Um, we'll be doing the Hannah House in downtown Indy. Paranormal Day celebration on August twelfth, the very next weekend. We're doing Indiana State Sanatorium on August 19th. Can't wait for that one. And then on August, uh, October 21st, I think, we'll be doing Perry Unity in Peru Uni- again. We pretty much go back to Perry Unity every year because that's where we met. <laughs> yeah, that's where we met. So, yep. And then um, Paranormal Day Celebration down at the Hannah House. That, one's, that holds a special place in my heart. Um, I will always forever go to that one, no matter if I'm doing the event myself or with the team or just visiting. Um, that event, I was supposed to go with my mom to and do the event when I had my own old team before um, Miss Charnel here bought it. <laughs> I did. I bought, she bought the whole thing. <laughs> bought everything. So, um, but unfortunately, my mom, my mom passed away beforehand, so I made it made it my mission to go down to this event. And without this event, I wouldn't have been invited to Perry Unity, and I would have never met my best friend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, so I was going to ask you too, and I hope it doesn't, uh, you know, invoke any bad memories or any sad memories. But what are your guys' thoughts now, like on death? On death? Yeah. But like, you know, we, we, we all lost someone, right? You know, like I lost my dad. My dad was my best friend and it really, really hit me hard. But after a while of getting more and more involved into this stuff, it, this actually helped me heal that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it helped me. I'll let Linda ask it. because you just asked the death witch what she thought about death. So I've got an answer for you. <laughs> When I think about death, I've I've always thought about, you know, it's when it's your time, it's your time. I can't control it. Um, I know when my mom passed away, it hit me pretty hard. And we all go through those stages of grief. But now I know she's in a better place and I can communicate with her at any point in time that I want to. um, Because she never fully left me. But it's 
it's whenever my time is up, my time is up, and I know I'm going to be still earthbound, haunting whoever I want, and cause a lot of hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's my views on death now. I mean, the paranormal, being into it my whole life, and researching it, and everything, I've just, it's like, it comes natural. So it's like I, I can't can't be mad, but then again I can be mad. So especially when my closest loved ones like today is my uncle's twelfth year of being passed away. So I'll just put it straightforward. If you're born, you breathe you're going to pass away. You live life every day you have it. <clears throat> There's people like me who that can, you know, I start talking to somebody at work going, I know you're, to me, I look at it as I know your timestamp. I don't tell the people that. It's like, oh yeah, I know. you know, that's not how I'm, but uh, you can ask Linda. I, I create fear among some of the people that I talk with, don't I? <laughs> They look at me. The yeah. It's like, so how are you feeling? Have you seen a doctor lately? <laughs> That's how I'm kind of trying to go. And they're going, I want to go see that. Doctor. Um, but death is a part of everything we do. It's just a snake. It's just like a tree. In the spring, everything becomes new. And then the winter, everything um, is shed and starts hibernates and starts over every soul does the same thing so um a lot of people think oh because that's, that's kind of what your religion is no i'm in the paranormal because i like to talk to people that doesn't you know if i'm talking to people like that's interested in what i am instead of me walking around going hi joe how are you who's joe and where's he at <laughs> it makes me not look so crazy you're crazy whether you like it or not. So, <laughs> hey, I've had thought out conversations at asylums, jails, in the middle of parks, conversations with people, and people's going, Who's she talking to? <laughs> so, I, my friends, they know, they're like, Oh, you're in a room alone, but you're, who, who are you talking to? What's going on here? <laughs> who we got? I go, I'll throw something out there, I'll show you. You know, like in 2022, in uh, April, my mom turned 72. We had a party for her and that was on a Sunday. On that Monday, my brother and my uncle, which is my dad's twin brother and my aunt and my niece were gonna go to the cemetery, uh, gonna go visit my dad's you know, grave site. And so I called my brother on that Tuesday to see how the trip went on that Monday. He's like, oh, no, we wind up not going because it rained all day Monday, so it was just too muddy, so we didn't go. I said, okay, cool. He said, but I got something to tell you. Uh, at the party, uh, Madison, which is my youngest niece, at the time she was 15, she came up to my brother at the party and was like, hey, I keep hearing Grandpa's voice, and he's saying that he's that he's he's happy that we threw the party for my mom, that he was uh, uh, proud of us for throwing the party, and that she deserved it, right? I said, well, that's cool, you know, uh, you know, and 
I still didn't think too much of it. He goes, but check it out. He goes, I, when I called Uncle James Monday, you know, which I said my dad's twin brother, he said, I called Uncle James just to tell him let's not go to the cemetery since it was raining. And Uncle James was like, yeah, you know, you know, we, we're just planning for some other day. My uncle said, but I got something to tell you. Your aunt, when we're at the party, she told me that she heard your dad's voice and that he was telling her that he was glad she was having the party uh, and that uh, she deserved it and that when her time came that he would be there for her. And my aunt and my niece, neither one of them knew that the other one had heard my dad's voice. You know? And it was basically the same message, you know. So I just thought that was that was pretty cool. And I just kind of want to get your, your ideas on that. Linda, you can go first. That, honestly, with kids, um, for instance, my soon-to-be nine-year-old daughter, she is our junior investigator. Um, she's heavily into the paranormal. She is sh showing signs of being gifted, just like her mom, if not a little bit more gifted than her mom. She's been with us on an investigation. Uh, I believe that any kid can look at you, look at it and say, hey, I hear this, and they can communicate as much, you know, with the energy around, the, like a, a, the, a party, sorry. My shoulders kind of, it's kind of got like this aching going on. So they communicate with by energy, and the more energy they have, the more they can able to help communicate. So being able to hear people talk to you and there's nobody there either they have enough energy to communicate or that person is gifted now it is said that and i believe that all kids can hear and see them and they grow out out of it by a certain age but some kids grow up to be like me and chanel and they don't have any guidance and it scares them because they keep seeing it but like my, my soon-to-be nine-year-old, Maya, she is amazed at the paranormal, and she will sit here on her tablet, and she'll watch things. And she's proven to me over and over and over again that she is able to do things. Um, she doesn't dream, which is really, I felt, unusual she for her. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. dream. She dreams with about Chanel. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. She I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to really jump into my premonitions sometimes. So, but yeah, it's that was it's pretty cool. And sometimes us adults don't even realize it. You know, we just blow it off like, yeah, I'm I'm hearing things because you know I'm you know just not paying attention or they think they leave the TV or something on. And I think they're going crazy because most of, sometimes us adults don't even know that we have those gifts. I think everybody, if there's someone that you're attached to and they really want you to hear or acknowledge something, they will find the way to tell you. And I find that when people are in more, like you said, within a party or gather gatherings, and I hear this a lot around the holidays, people's like, oh, 
I swear I can feel grandma here. Grandma's sitting right next to him. Um, I've been told, you know, hey, you know, can you come over? I've been asked to people's house. I was going, can you just, just chill with us? And I'm going, you want me to come to your house? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we just, you know, there's something going on. Um, we keep hearing things. We just want you to acknowledge. Well, I love Sky's little. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, let, let me read a comment just for those who might be watching later on. It says, uh, Sky says, my five year old daughter dreams of, tells me she protects me during my investigations when I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. I've known that for a while about Sky. Her, her kids are very protective of her. And you know, that's another thing. Um, my dad appears in my dreams. Mm -hmm. well, I, I don't say he appears. He's, I've only had like maybe four dreams of him. Um, but he's like appeared in dreams of like my niece and my nephew. And he he never talks. There's no talking. But it's like I understand everything. You know, I don't know. You know. Are you sure it's you're only remembering four times? Well, I was going to say that too. I don't remember all my dreams, right? I don't. Um, most of the dreams that I remember, there are those those very vivid dreams. Like last night, as a matter of fact, I was telling my friend Shannon, last night I had a dream that I was seeing someone to get uh, like a past life regression, mm -hmm. you know? And I woke up before we did it, but you know, I was like, yeah. I can tell you I've been, I've had 64 lives. So, um, me going back and walking through my own shoes, learning things has been interesting, but a uh, little miss Maya, Linda's daughter, she visits me a lot and I pretty much have put a bubble around her to where she can only see me, but I can see into you know, whatever she's, she'll pull me into her dreams, but she won't remember what she's dreaming kind of keeps me on the okay let me keep an eye on you she's going to be a very strong medium when she grows up i've already seen it which you know i'm excited and linda's I, i've told her many times linda's gonna go what have you done to my daughter <laughs> she's my little <laughs> she is she yeah. is when i was like little like she cannot wait to go back to the jail with us to investigate She's always asking me, Mommy, when are we going to do this? Or she was upset because she couldn't join us at Randolph this year. Um, she really wanted to go, but I told her she couldn't go. So, but she, if Sean, if she knows I'm going to go see Sean now, which I told them about me coming up to see you on Saturday. And she goes, Oh, my Sean now. And like she screamed it in the phone. I'm mean, I have to pull the phone away because they're visiting their great aunt right now. Um, for about another couple of days. It'll be only a couple of days so I can have a little bit of rest without having to run around and chase three kids. <laughs> um, and so anytime I go to go see Chanel, she's always, can I go? Can I go? That's my girl. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she'll probably end up joining us on Sunday, just so you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, dreams are a gateway. A lot of people... Because you have to think, you have three levels of sleep. You have your deep sleep, 
you have your REM sleep and then you have your light sleep. But it's in between these two, each level of sleep is where you're going to find your dreams. Your deep sleep and your REM sleep, you see, you know, you may remember, this is where I find people will communicate best. But what you remember most is what's between your REM and your light sleep. If there's someone trying to communicate to you, you will remember it here. Oh, and a lot of people will look at that as, okay, yeah, I had a dream about so-and-so, or I had a really weird dream. Dreams mean things. Everything happens for a reason. What It's up in here. Some people's like, oh, it's just my subconscious going crazy. Are you sure about that? You know, the dream that I had last night that jolted me awake from a dead sleep, it scared me. It literally did. I honestly... It's pretty much, it's not the same dream that I've had. It's not the same exact one. I've had the same exact one three times in a row, but now the dreams have been similar to what I've been, when I jumped three times in a row. Um, it, it's, I'm trying to figure out the message, but I can't figure it out. And the only thing that I can figure out is that someone's going to break into my house and come into me in my boyfriend's bedroom and start shooting at us. That's the only thing I can think of. I, honestly, that is that is my dream. We've talked about that. You've had it several times. We've decoded it. Just going back to the no, same this thing. This one was new. <laughs> I mean, it was scary because it jolted me awake because like, our bedroom door was actually open this time, Chanel. And I was laying there, and I'm in my sling when this happens. So I'm like, what in the world? is? I couldn't go back to sleep. I could not. It, it scared me that bad. And so it's. One of the weirdest dreams that I had where my dad was at, it involved him. But he was there. My Uncle Joe, the guy that I'm named after, uh, he was there. He passed away. Uh, and my uncle Abel, who's passed away, my aunt B, who passed away, they were all there. And I don't know where we were at, but it was some kind of, I don't know, train station, airport, some kind of depot like that. Because people were coming and going. They had luggage, you know. And uh, so I saw them, and none of them talked to me, but they walked right by me. My dad was sitting down, so I went and sat down with my dad. I had my grandson with me. And I introduced them, you know, to my grandson. Okay, I never met my grandson. You know, that was kind of a strange dream. And I wonder if I went somewhere where you know people come and go. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you remember like the way people were dressed? Everyone was dressed not like super nice, but you know, like my uncle, my uncle Joe. He actually had on like a suit which he never wore, wore a suit. If you ever know Mungo Joe, he, he would never wear a suit. But in the dream, he had a suit. Uh, my Uncle Abel, he was in nice jeans, boots, and a, like a dress shirt. My dad my dad always dressed nice. Mm -hmm. he, he, always, he always dressed nice. So he had on his dress pants and a dress shirt also. My Aunt B, she may have been dressed kind of nice too, like a dress pants and, and a dress shirt also. She walked right by me, didn't say anything. My Uncle Joe walked right by me, didn't say anything. My uncle Abel was sitting down on a chair talking to, talking to my two cousins, and 
he just looked up at me and smiled at me. He always had this smile, and so he smiled at me. And I saw my dad, and I went and sat down next to my dad, and I had Eli with me. And my uncle was there, my dad's twin brother, and then my brother was there too. And he was just kind of talking to my dad. My dad, and like I said, those those four dreams that I vividly remember, my dad never said anything to me. He's never spoken to me. He just looked at me, and I kind of just knew what he was saying. Kind of observing what's going on, letting you know he's there. Um, letting you introduce uh, your grandson, kind of got the feel of what you sound about, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Just kind of his way of saying, hey, I'm around you. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know if Linda heard, heard that story, but you know, he was always around me for those, those two years while I was going through a bad time. And I don't feel him around anymore. I don't know if he comes around, but I certainly don't don't feel him anymore, which I'm okay with, you know, uh, I'm in a much better place. I don't need him around, you know, it's, it's not in a bad way. Feel but, you know. like he's around, but I get the feeling that, you know, he still checks in on you. Okay. Is the feeling I get when you were telling me that, like, okay, this is his way of saying I'm checking in, seeing how, you know, I'm not going to say anything to you because you don't need it. Right. Just one of those, right. yeah. I'm here. Yeah, exactly, and, and and that's how I feel. That he knows I don't need him anymore. Or not anymore. You know, what I'm yeah. saying. I, I don't need him. <laughs> yeah. Watch over me. I'm good now. <laughs> you know? I'm in a good place. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, we already came up on our hour here. Mm -hmm. um, you guys uh, want to promote any of your um, your. Facebook pages, TikToks, Instagram, YouTube. Well, our Facebook page is Indiana Crossroad Encounter at Facebook. I can never remember. I mean, we have a sister circle podcast on Facebook. And I'm just going to put in a little, like I said, I sell crystals for a living at different craft shows online and lend with my IT. He does my uh, night, so it's Moonlight Crystals. She's the IT person who had trouble logging on this a while ago. Yeah, that's what I found out. I was like, the IT person can't log on. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay. I told her, I said, I did not take down my setup because my setups here, my living room, like my desk and everything is in my living room. So I didn't tear down my setup from our podcast last night. So I didn't think that anything of it. And so, and my external webcam wasn't working. Nothing was working. So I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll just bring, you know, the, cause I have like, it's an all in one computer. Thank goodness. So I have it sitting underneath my desk with my external monitor on my, ex on my desk. So I should have just done that in the beginning. I'm so sorry about that, but yeah, I'm the IT person and I couldn't even get myself on the show. <laughs> you could hear me, but you couldn't see me. So, well, if you guys aren't members of my Beyond the Woodline fan page, join it, and you guys can share whatever you guys want to share your 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 store, your jewelry, whatever you got going on, your podcast, you know, any events you've got going on, post them on there and share it. You know, you guys are more than welcome. To do no, that. thank you. And with that being said, you guys have anything else you want to add or say or no. any words of wisdom? Pretty much, thank you for having us tonight. It's actually been a real pleasure. You guys hold on real quick. I'm going to log off here, but let me tell everybody in the chat room. Thank you guys for participating. 
you guys always do a great job and uh thanks for the comments you know i really appreciate the comments you know a lot i like you when you guys participate so thank you for doing that and i'll have a show next monday which i think i'm gonna start doing mondays i was doing just random days but now i'm starting to do mondays so it just helps me out a little bit more i don't have to spread myself so thin but uh yeah i got a uh, show next monday and i hope you guys tune in for that and you two gals please hold on all right